amazing start to the season for the Washington Wizards, off to their best start at 2-0 since 2017. This is the Off the Bench Podcast, presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm Chris Miller of NBC Sports Washington. Coming up, we'll go in-depth with the man of the people, Montrez Harrell, who recently had a career milestone of 5,000 points and 2,000 rebounds during his first two games as a member of the Wizards. Trez opens up about how he's still coping with the passing of his grandmother and how she still serves as motivation to play at the highest level each and every night, along with how fatherhood has changed him, plus how his fashion sense makes him one of the top NBA player arrivals in the league. But before we get to the interview, just a reminder, make sure you download and subscribe to the Off the Bench podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's time now to chop it up with the man they call Trez, here on the Off the Bench Podcast. Hey, Trez, before we get into the heart of this interview, as a fellow North Carolinian, welcome to the team yes, family. Sir, yes, you know sir. how we do it in North Carolina. Yes, sir. But you're from the different side of the state. Tell me about Tarboro. Um, small town, uh, really, uh, you know, one of those communities that everybody kind of knows each other. Um, you know, it's not really a lot of, you know, area around that, you know, general area in general, man. It's a small city, man. I can't put it no no other terms than that, man. Um, but it, it's a place that teaches you a lot of character. It teaches you a lot of hard work. Um, it teaches you that will of just wanting to, you know, be better and get out of that area. Because um, it's definitely a place where it's easy to get in trouble, um, but it's definitely hard to get out of. It's interesting to see how many people have kind of come through there that have made it in the professional sports realm. Right. I think you... Todd Gurley, mm -hmm. uh, Drones, who played at Carolina, mm -hmm. uh, Calvin Bryant, former NFL player, Mike Caldwell, former pitcher. I mean, you guys are producing, you know, professional athletes. What's in the water? Ah, man, um, just like I said, that hard work, that determination for them, just wanting to get out of that area, man. Um, we've seen all what the, the small cities have to offer, man, so we just want to just take our talents and just be able to try to impose them into a bigger city and just, you know, see that it's something outside the city that we grew up in, man. Um, I think that's what it's really about, man. Just that, that will and that hard work and determination factor just want to be better than where we come from. Or yeah. just basically want to uplift where we come from, really. Yeah, and as you know from the great state, we produce a lot of NBA players. That we do. That we do. Uh, has there ever really kind of been any, like, bragging rights between, you know, you, CP, John? Uh, nah, honestly, because I think more so it's about the state of North Carolina, honestly, man. I, I, I think um, we kind of, when we see each other throughout the summer, we kind of have those, you know, with city, um, you know, battles, but in general, when it's the overall um, conversation, I think it's more so about repping the state of North Carolina, honestly, man, because, um, you know, it's, it's we, we definitely been known as the hoop state for a while, man, so it's definitely about just um, imposing that will and just, you know, keeping people coming out of that area of North Carolina in general. How in the world did you get out of the state? How did you end up at Louisville? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's crazy, man. Um, I played my three years uh, at my public high school at North Ashcombe. Um, my senior year, I ended up leaving and going to Hargrave Military Academy, um, and that's why I spent my senior year. Um, I was already committed to play the University of Virginia Tech uh, going up to Hargrave. Um, senior year comes around, um, going throughout my season, going throughout my uh, senior high school um, year, and the coach ended up getting fired. Um, and, you know, it was, it was just a whirlwind of emotions, uh, a lot of different things happening, uh, what's going to happen next, what I'm going to do. It's a lot. Um, but, you know, my manager, um, who was my manager to this day, who was my AU coach since I was 14. Um, you know, he's been a great support system and, and just always had my back um, since I was a kid, man. And just, 
him and my dad kind of went up there to the university. Um, had a talk with the with the uh, the AD and the, uh, the head coach at that point in time, and you know basically just told him, you know, real man to man, just um, it's, it's just best for me to just kind of get my letter of intent back if they could do something like that because uh, I didn't really sign up to play for this program. Um, with you being the head coach, um, it was kind of like at a standstill for a little bit, but. Um, if they would have maybe went there, I probably would have set out my my freshman year um, and then transferred the year after, uh, just because you know I didn't want to go into a situation that I kind of didn't know where I was going to be utilized at or how I was going to be played. Um, you know, I signed up to play for South Greenberg, and you know, if Coach Greenberg would have stayed the head coach, I would have been a Virginia Tech Hokie. Um, but I went to uh, Har I went to Hargrave. I played my senior year. I was averaging some great numbers, um, and uh, I had a teammate who was actually uh, committed to go to the University of Louisville, and uh, Ryan Taylor. Um, but I don't, I don't kind of know what kind of happened with, you know, his situation. Um, he was there for a postgraduate year, so I guess it was grades type situation, but Ryan's a great guy, um, but the, it fell through where a scholarship opened and they ended up withdrawing a scholarship for him. Um, they seen me a couple of times coming down playing and stuff like that, man, and, you know, like I said, when I opened back my letter of recruitment, I had maybe 15 to 20 schools just all playing in Hargrave alone, um, and, you know, I looked at it all along, which was going to be the best situation for me. And uh, Louisville just felt right, just because, um, I mean, it was a team I feel like I can go there and play. I can help win, and they just made a run on the Final Four. And, listen, you get there, and, man, you end up winning a national championship. What did, what did that mean to you then, and how much are you more appreciative of that journey and winning a title and cutting nets? Honestly, it is one of the most amazing feelings in the world, man, um, to actually just get up there and just go through that whole run in general, man, because... Um, I had a teammate, a uh, guy who is still a friend of mine to this day, and Kevin Ware, uh, who broke his leg um, in a in a tragic and and just freak accident, man. Just something we've seen him do numerous times and multiple times throughout the year, and um, it, it it rallied us so crazy, man. Um, when that when that happened, man, it seems like you know there was no way that we was gonna lose any game after that, and I I literally felt that from all of my teammates, coaching staff. Um, the whole city, man, and just for us to actually go on that run and crazy how we did it. Um, and that whole year was crazy, man. We had times where we was the number one seed and came out and lost right after that. And, you know, we fought um, throughout the Big East tournament. Um, we was down against Syracuse 20-plus at halftime. Fought, came back and won the last Big East. Um, I mean, it was, it was a, everything was just aligned for us to go ahead and do it, man, and, and just to be a part of that. Um, it was special. I told you before the interview, my sister's a graduate of Louisville, and she made sure she wanted me to tell you L1C4. Yes, sir. Louisville first, corners forever, man. That's exactly what it means. Yeah. Um, and and that's, what, that's how the city is. That's how the whole, um, you know, University of Louisville, the whole Louisville, Kentucky, that's how they are, man. They, that's, that's who they ride for. And um, it, it's amazing, man. Uh, definitely. It, it, that, in that city, that's the NBA team, man. They yeah. rally behind it, and, and you feel it. Um, my kids, uh, mom, uh, my lady is actually from there, born and raised. Uh, my kids lived there probably up until the last, probably three years ago um, until they moved. Um, so, man, like I said, uh, her mom, her family is still there, so we still go back and visit. Um, I still got friends and guys that I, I consider real close friends that still there and own businesses. So, man, like I said, I got a lot of love in that city, man, and it just – feels great to still have it, um, even through all, all the things that happened, the, the mess and all the crazy allegations and stuff like that, to still be able to go back and just feel love from the city is amazing. There's a guy just up the street that last week, Louisville surprised him and mm -hmm. said he's going to retire his jersey. Mm -hmm. You might know him, yeah. Lamar yeah. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. 
How much do you follow him? Is there a connection? Have you guys met? What's that, what's that oh, relationship like? Oh, yeah, because yeah, like? we was actually in school around the same time. Man, Lamar was a quarterback when I was still there. I want to say uh, I want to say he was there my sophomore and my junior year. Um, it was his freshman and sophomore year, um, so I think I'm a year uh, ahead of him. Um, I mean, we definitely communicate still through our social media, man. Uh, the kid's special, man. Uh, I, it was crazy because him coming throughout, you know, the whole high school era, everybody was comparing him to Vic. And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm a Atlanta <laughs> fan, man. I don't know if you can get that kid that much, right, that much right. leeway, man, saying he a Vic. But seeing the things that he did throughout college at the University of Louisville, man, going on to win the Heisman and then, you know, carrying over to the NFL, man, and the things he does for Baltimore, man, the kid's amazing. He's definitely, um, if not the the hands-on coach comparison to Vic that I've seen, man. And, and he still is able to do it with his arm, man. And, and you know, the kid is uh, is a guy that comes from one of those areas that's small, worked his tail off, and you see it just by his craft, man. He's a guy that, that wants to win. He's a guy that puts in the time, man. He's not one of these guys that's just out here doing all the stuff, playing, and, you know, playing pro. No, he puts the work in, and you actually see it. I mean, even to off the field, man. He, he's, you know, negotiating his own contract with his mom, man. That's big, man. You get... You don't see guys doing that, man. And on top of leading the team in the NFL to a 5-1 record. Right. That's tough, man. Yeah. I want to get back to you, man. Kind of tell me who were your biggest influencers growing up. Uh, it's tough uh, because um, one of my biggest influencers uh, is my grandmother um, who isn't here with me. Um, and, you know, every day I still struggle to deal with her not being here. Um, so uh, she's probably definitely the biggest influencer in my life because um, she's a woman that was, you know, overcame all the different things that was thrown at her. Diabetes, uh, partially blind, um, arthritis, um, a number of things my grandmother had, um, but you could never tell. Um, every day I seen her, every day we talked, every day we interacted with each other. Um, it was like none of those things was, you know, ever bothering her or was ever a factor. And to just see somebody go through um, all those things and still come up, uh, still wake up every day with a smile on her face and keeping the household together, man, you you can't you can't draw up anything like that, man. You know, my grandmother is um, she's everything to me. Uh, still to this day, um, like I said, I'm still dealing with uh, the struggles of her not being here because uh, losing her, I didn't I didn't get to say a proper goodbye. Um, and it hurts uh, still to this day. Um, but I deal with it. You know, I have my kids, I have my family, people that I live to fight for that I continue to, um, you know, make our family whole because that's what she did for our family. So that's my biggest um, influencer. Um, that's my biggest support system, even still to this day, because I got to carry on the things that she left behind. Yeah. And, and what I mean by that is, I got to be that support system through our family. I got to be that one that keeps our family together. I got to be the one that makes sure our family stays afloat because she did it for so many years. Uh, I know you had to leave um, during the bubble. Listen, this COVID thing's been different, difficult for everybody. It's the one thing that we all have in common. It's kind of how to deal with it. But you said something that r really hit me where you weren't able to grieve properly, at least at the time when she passed. How do you manage that? every day because we, 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 we all have lost somebody and I don't think people understand we all have to deal with tragedy different. There's no timetable for it, Tres. You know what I mean? Right. To be honest with you, um, I still haven't. I'm still trying to figure out how. 
Um, I talk to therapists here and there. Um, some days are better than others. Um, you know, some days I wake up and, um, you know, some that came over me in my sleep, you know, is reminding me of her. And this is plenty of times, man, that I had times where I'm going home and I've cried. Seeing something that, you know, resembled me or her, something that reminds me of her, and I just cry all the way home, man. I pull in my driveway, pull in the garage, sit in the car, and I just cry. That's the only way I know how to cope and deal with it because I'm not really one of those people that are looking for somebody to pat me on my back or somebody that continuously to hype me up and stuff. No, my dad... Um, it's one of the best dads that I could ever had. Whenever I did something as far as like successful, no matter what it is, we talked about the things that was wrong first before we went on to talk about the things that was positive. Gotcha. Because the things that was wrong is the things that we need to fix before we can actually add to more positive things. So that's how my dad raised me. So, I mean, I'm still dealing with it to this day, man. As you can see, talking about it, man, like I tear up. I start to, you know, build up that emotion because this this woman is the reason that I even picked up this game and, and playing this game of basketball. Um, my first sport I played was baseball, man. That's what I was good at. That's what my dad taught me, switch hit and all that. That, that was my sport. Um, but I had the growth spurt. And, uh, you know, not saying I didn't like basketball. I watched it, but I didn't really, you know, have a passion or a love for it like I do now. And my grandmother um, imposed that will on me, man. Um, all the little toddler goals growing up, the Nerf goals that you hang up. Um, I went through a million of those things, man. And it was all because of her. Um, Stayed over my grandma's house a numerous, numerous amount of times, but the way my household was set up, um, I lived around the corner from my grandmother. You feel me? So my mom, my my uh, my dad was at work. If we get off the bus, that's where I'm going, my grandmother's house. And nine out of ten, I'm staying there regardless, cause and leaving me to go home around the corner is right. around the corner. Right. You feel me? So um, I mean, that's just how it was with my family. That's just how we've always been. Um, so. Be honest with you, I, I really don't even have no answer for that because um, I still haven't done, dealt with it. Um, I'm still trying to every day. Um, and to be honest with you, with that situation and how I am with my grandmother, I probably won't ever, you know, be able to deal with it fully just because, you know, I, I lost my best friend. Yeah. No other way to put it, man. I lost my support system um, to a certain extent. I lost my best friend. I lost my buddy. I lost somebody that just means the entire world to me. And I didn't properly have a way to tell her goodbye, thank you, and I love you. I wish you peace. I wish you find peace with that. Let me put a smile on your face. Thank you, brother. Tell me about your kids. Oh, man. (sighs) My kids. Man, (laughs) what can I say about them, man? Everything, really, man. They're they're the brightest brightest point of my day, man. Uh, FaceTiming them and... You know, just actually, you know, watching them grow up, um, even to the extent where, you know, where it's on FaceTime. My kids are so smart, man. Um, they have their own phone. They know how to YouTube. They know how to do all the things in the world. My daughter is starting to sing now. Um, she's three. My son's four. And just watching them grow and just watching them, you know, blossom as kids, man, it's the most amazing thing in the world, yeah. man. Uh, my son and my daughter both uh, kind of understand the concept of basketball to the point where they love watching me. And then when I'm leaving or going to go do something, they know what I'm going to go do. So when I'm going to go play and stuff like that, they instantly hear me, Daddy, you, you go play basketball? Mm-hmm. I love that, man. Or whenever I FaceTime my kids, like when I probably when I walk out of here, um, well, later on, they're in, in school right now, but FaceTiming them is instantly, they can pick up the phone and I can hold a conversation with them before they even have to take the phone to their mom. Like, you can't ask for nothing like that, man. And uh, like I said, every time I see my kids, man, that's the smile and the, 
the the light and the energy that they had that pops on their face, man, and then to hear them call me dad, I, I can't, you can't buy things like that, man. That's, Fatherhood, man, it's a... Uh... It's one of the best jobs in the world, man, isn't it? Man, I want to And to get to see world. you play, what's that like with your daughter and your son when they see daddy dunking the basketball that's and playing with all that energy? That's amazing because my son goes home and he's starting to imitate it now. Oh, yeah? He's imitating it now, man. He wants to shoot with the bigger basketballs and his little toddler goes and stuff like that. And I have to just coach him and tell him, like, yeah, we can get a bigger ball or, or heavier ball to fit the goal, but you can't shoot the ball that dad used right. in your goal, son. <laughs> so um, they're they're you know, imitating the dunks after me. Um, my son, he started, um, he's starting to, well, not starting, he's been shooting the basketball more because at first it was just running up to it and dunking it real hard, making right. the goal fall. So, Sound familiar. Um, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, like I said, it just goes back to see how smart they are, man, and, and really noticing and pick up on the things that I do, um, even with it coming down to my job, man. And like I said, like, like you said, fatherhood is no, you can't buy feelings like that, man. Yeah. So you've only been here a short time, but I'm here to tell you, on the record, man, you're a fan favorite already. It didn't take long for people to hit me on Twitter being like, man, Trez is that dude. What is it about the way you play that gravitates so much, you think, to a new community like D.C.? Uh, my hometown, uh, where I'm from, the, the culture, the basically the, I want to say that, the ethics I have as a man carries over to how I deal with my day-to-day lifestyle. You know, all the different traits and characteristics that I have for my life as a man, that's how I have them in the job. Like, this city, um, even though it was throughout the trade, you know, I'm a part of this team. And that's what I'm going to ride for. You know, that's what, that's what I'm going to put on my back. That's that's where I am. This is, this is my city, you feel me? Because... This is every day, you know, I lace up my shoes. I call the game of basketball my job. Playing for the city of Washington, D.C. is my job. So I'm going to do it to the highest extent. I'm going to do it to the, to the best of my ability. And, and I only know one way to play, and that's as hard as I can, you know, for as long as I can. Go out for a couple of minutes, come back mm-hmm. and do it even more. That, that's, what I, that's how I am, man. And... My my characteristics and my traits off the the uh, off the court are the same as that way. I don't really deal with too many people. I keep a small circle. Um, the only friends friends that I really negotiate with or really consider friends talking to every day is people that I grew up playing basketball with since I was 14, and that's all the people that you know my manager put me around. And it's just crazy how my life story goes, man. People don't really know like my whole background life story, man, because you know my manager that I have now was my AAU coach since I was 14 as a kid. We're both from that, that small city that you're talking about in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, Tarver. But he's seen something in me as a kid that me and my parents and my people didn't even see it myself at that point in time. And from that time on, he never had his hand out for nothing. He did more for us as a family and me as a kid than any man would have to do in his life. On top of him still doing for his kid who was a part of the team. You feel me? Like, my, my manager's family is my family, man. Like, literally, like, I stay over their house probably seven amount of time that I stayed at home. And that's just how I am. Like, I, I don't really deal with friends. I don't deal with, you know, all that. I, I got a family. I got a tight circle. The people that's in that circle, and no matter what you do, nine out of ten, I'm riding for you. You feel me? Good, bad, ugly, we'll figure it out. You feel me? And we'll go about it. That, that's how I've been wired for so long, and that's how I just molded myself to 
you know, that it carries over to um, my workspace, man. Um, so whenever I'm out there on the floor, whenever I'm out there on the court, that's who I ride for. That's that's what I play for. You know, that's who I am. You know, when I'm on that floor, I'm Washington D.C. Tell me about your leadership in communicating with Brantley Beal. Um, honestly, man, I just try to be, you know, I guess that bad guy, uh, that that <laughs> that big dog voice, um, because Brad is one of those guys who do it by, you know, showing. Um, he does it by example, man, and it's not wrong, 100%. He, as you can see, his game is up right. each year every every year he's been here and he's been in dc what 10 plus years and he shows you you know his craft his work you know he's willing to put in that work he's just not a vocal guy it's not him i mean it is what it is you feel me so i just try to you know bounce back and be the voice of the things that he's already saying just even more louder because mm -hmm. at the end of the day i don't care right off the court, on the court, as people can see my social media, I don't care, bro. It is what it is, man. Either you like it and we go on about our business or you don't like it, say what you got to say, I'm going to say what I got to say, and then it is what it is because I know me. No if ands, buts about it. I know me. As long as I wake up in the mirror and the person that I'm looking back in the mirror I'm okay with, that's the only thing that I got to accept, bro. That person that looks in the mirror, bro, and God, everything else, I'm not out here trying to get nobody's opinion. I'm not trying to get nobody's uh, blessing to do anything. Because if I got to do that, then obviously it's not meant for me to have. So. All right, I want to finish with this on a lighter note. We do this thing called Fast Break. So mm -hmm. it's rapid fire. You tell me first thing that comes to your mind. Bet. This ought to be fun. Fast Break with Trez. What's one word that best describes your drip? Elite. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Favorite pair of sneakers you've ever worn during a game? All of them. <laughs> What's more important, the peanut butter or jelly in a PB and J sandwich? I ain't no big fan of little. I'm not a big fan of PB and Js, but uh, I probably had to say jelly, man. You jelly. That, you eat peanut butter that too much, that's thick boy. You start choking yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a hidden talent? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I got a few actually, um, I'm real big into fashion, so I work, uh, on my clothing line, um, I'm, I'm just, my mind is real, you know, for the stretch of business in general, so I got a daycare, I got an Airbnb, so I'm a real okay, businessman. Yeah, business like, okay. I, I love the game of basketball and I'm blessed to be able to play it, but at the same time I use the game of basketball and the, and the times that it brings me to be a businessman off the court, because... I, I learned early on in this day, the ball is going to stop bouncing. Yep. No matter who you so, are. So, basketball player, fashion over, businessman. Yes, sir. Next and question. Fish, and I fish and sing. Oh, and you sing. fish and sing. Yeah, I like, I like Oh, you put the singing last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Can, can so. you give us a nah, little bit? Nah, 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 nah. No, this is a trans show. I ain't got nothing for you right now. I ain't got nothing for you right now. It's more so. Who's trying to get a world premiere? I can't do it. All right, maybe you do it on your Instagram. time for me. I got What's a question people ask you? That gets on your nerves. Why is that L in my first name? <laughs> and you would say? That my mama did it. <laughs> I, I really don't know what, <laughs> what else to give you, man. That's actually an interesting nah, question. Uh, it was it's, it's kind of just a, one of those, you know, I hate to say this, but one of those black people things, I guess. Uh, one of those black people things, man, with, with being unique. You know? um, my mom did it. Uh, so my name is, is pronounced Montrez. Okay. Uh, but it's L there. L is silent. I never really, uh, you know, 
A E I O U. Sometimes, sometimes why? Y. <laughs> you know, hey, my mom did it. Hey, I roll with it. That's what she told me ever since I grow up. I said, hey, that's what I am. But I go by Trez, man. Trez. Okay. Make it way more easy for everybody, man, because you put that L up there. People started trying to Trezzle, figure out how to put Montrezl. Oh, my Jesus Christ. I done heard, Mon- heard Montreal. I done heard Montel. Like, how you pronounce the L, then you take out the Z and put in the E or A, like, and call me Montel. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man, but yeah, that's probably the biggest one. <laughs> Last question: What is your favorite TV show? My favorite TV show? Mm-hmm. I have two. Okay. That I've been watching for a long time. Uh, well, one for definitely a long time. Uh, Law and Order SVU, and uh, the one that I ended up getting uh, hooked on is Chicago PD. Yeah. I got to go back. On though. NBC, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta go back, though, because I, I caught Chicago BD kind of late and caught it where it was and, uh-huh. you know, Ben's watching it all the way throughout. So I got to see where, um, I got to see the earlier parts of my boy Al, how he died and all that. Like, Brother, I got to get you on the Peacock app, by the way. I got, another, it, I got, it, I got it. You got the Peacock that's app. That's how I be watching at the house. I got it, that's how I be watching at the house. Yep. I mean, come on. Hey, Execs sure. at NBC, could we do it any better than getting Montrez to say, yes, he's already got the Peacock Come out. on, man. I just need a free membership now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, you I pre- yeah, you got to sing for it. Yeah, sing for it. Oh, man. Thanks, Trez. Yes, I appreciate sir. it, man. Yes, sir.